I remember you know what we did see opening night. What? Black Adam. <laughs> that's right, and that's how we segue into Black Adam. What we're talking about today. Welcome back, everyone, to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and TV shows that accompany those universes. we got to come up with a shorter one for that. But welcome back, everybody. We are here to talk about Black Adam with, of course, my loyal co-host, the gentleman that helped make this show possible, <laughs> Mr. Ethan Wensloff. Ethan, how are you doing? I'm good, and uh, the power... In the podcast hierarchy is about to change, Whoa. and it, it's going to all happen with this recording right here. Yes, we're talking Black Adam. It's good to sit down and talk DC for the first time in in uh, in a long time. I think last time we talked DC was it the Batman? Was it Micah's debut podcast? It was. Wow, I believe so. Coming full circle. We also have Micah Head here today, whose beautiful voice you have heard and are hearing right now. Micah, how are you today? I'm doing pretty great. Uh, I guess you can say, hey, it's okay. As uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson quoted in his last Demigod movie. Uh, hey, it's okay. You're welcome. And listen, this movie is definitely a, 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 a Demigod movie of sorts. Because Dwayne The Rock Johnson certainly bring some sort of power to this DC universe in some way, shape, or form. That's up to the audience to decide. But yes, we are definitely going to be talking in-depth spoilers for this movie. And uh, we can't wait to get into it, man, because there are some shocking things, some electrifying things, and a sp actually a legitimately spectacular thing that happens around the end of this movie yeah, that we got to talk thing. about. Superman, it's definitely super. But before we get into it, subscribe on our YouTube channel where a lot of awesome content is going up. We got a Halloween video coming up soon and uh, a bunch more content that's going to be just spread out across there. So look forward to more videos on there. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. But uh, gentlemen, let's hit the hyperdrive, open our sling ring, or get in our TARDIS because we are headed to the DC Extended Universe. Black Adam. We're here to negotiate your peaceful surrender. I'm not peaceful. Nor do I surrender. It's his darkness that lets him do what heroes cannot. The battle you're meant to fight is upon us. There's no one on this planet that can stop me. Black Adam, a movie that's been in the works for about 17 years. 17? I dude, I remember sitting down and like I so Batman versus Superman had just come out and they were talking about the history of the DC films of them trying to start a cinematic universe. And Black Adam was always in the top. Even in 2016, I remember the talks for Black Adam to get his solo movie. He's Dwayne the Rock Johnson's playing him and he he wants to get it done. And it's finally here. Was it worth the wait? I don't know. That's for us to decide. But first, before we get into it, Ethan has a synopsis of the film for us. Yes, this is the IMDb synopsis. So if some things are a little different than what we saw in the movie, that's on purpose, I guess. Wait, really? Yeah, let me... Uh, what? I couldn't What do, does that mean? I don't know, whatever. <laughs> they it's don't a, know how to... I couldn't they, open they, my It's just a fake synopsis. Yeah, they haven't gotten the, <laughs> no, the summary No, I mean, you yet. know, there's some misdirecting in the movie that they... They do in the, the storytelling. Oh, okay. Well, read, read what it says, though. because Nearly 5,000 years after he was bestowed with the almighty powers of the Egyptian gods and imprisoned just as quickly, Black Adam is freed from his earthly tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of justice on the modern world. The Egyptian gods. Hmm. There you go. That's, there's, the you. there's the first wrong thing in the movie. Because he doesn't, of course get his powers from the Egyptian gods. Yeah. It's a powers from the same people that give Shazam his powers. Yeah. Which was that was the biggest surprise for me in this movie. I was like, what? He's a Shazam? That was the biggest surprise. Uh, yeah. I mean, I already knew Henry Cavill was going to be in this movie. Oh, what are you talking about? I thought you weren't, dude. I, well, I, I, mean, I thought I you didn't get that blind. spoiled. I went in blind, but I assumed it. That was the only unexpected thing completely that came out of this movie for me mm. was that Shazam is going to be a huge part of this DCEU. That is true. That is a big takeaway from this film because whether you think the hierarchy of power in the DC universe has changed or not, 
this movie does set up a lot of things for the DC universe. So if it was good, I don't know if that really matters that much. It seems to be doing well with audiences, but this sets up a lot for the future in a big way with a cameo I want to talk about later on that I was super happy with. But first, I, I want to, I kind of know because we all went and saw it together, but I kind of want to get your full first initial thoughts. Ethan, actually, Micah. Hmm. Micah, I want to start with you. What you think? What you think of Black Adam? I saw this movie twice this weekend. Yes, I saw it Thursday and I saw it Saturday night. And um, I gotta say, my second viewing was a little better because the people in the theater weren't smoking a bunch of weed and stinking it up. But yeah, anyway, uh, I I really enjoyed this movie. It wasn't sure it wasn't like an Infinity War level movie or a No Way Home level movie, but compared to the other DC movies that we've gotten so far, I think that it's it's like better than Aquaman. It's better than um, I don't even know what else is. I mean, it's better than Suicide Squad. I don't know about those. I haven't seen The Suicide Squad, and I haven't seen oh, Snyder League or Justice League yet. Listen, so, you would like The Suicide Squad yeah, by James Yeah, that's right here. Yeah, and I haven't seen Peacemaker either. Have you guys seen Peacemaker? I have not. No? So, uh, really, I have nothing to compare it to <laughs> for uh, recent uh, DC. The Batman, though. The You've Batman. The yeah, Batman. compared to The Batman, I don't think it's as good as The Batman. Uh, but that's also not canon uh, in the, the DCEU. So... I think that as far as the DCEU movies go, this is one of the better ones. I did like Shazam. I saw Shazam. Uh, that was a good movie. And I'm glad that it was a good movie and that they're bouncing off the success of that and making it more important to the story of the greater DCEU. So, yeah, overall, uh, I know that we're not given scores, but if I had to say, I'd say it was a good seven hmm. at least. That's fair. Yeah. Ethan? What'd you think of it? I, I feel you. I feel you feel a little. No, I I I enjoyed it less than you two. Okay. I know that just from leaving the theater and experiencing it. I um I didn't enjoy most of this movie. For me, I've never experienced this before. But the final act of this movie saved the movie in my mm. eyes. I if that final act wasn't as good as it was, I would really hate this movie. So I was not sold on this movie. I wasn't sold on anything. I thought a lot of the storylines were were not not particularly interesting but what they do with Dr. Fate in the end and with Shazam in the end I think really redeems this movie in my eyes and made it it worth worth watching and I like I like the idea of this movie a lot more than I like this movie I like the passion that Dwayne the Rock Johnson has towards the role I love the uh just his uh his mind's eye he has on the fandom as a whole and what he wants to see the DCEU be going forward. He doesn't just want the DCU to be his playground. He doesn't want to be the center of it. He genuinely wants to build a world for the fans. For example, he uh, tweeted at Brandon Davis the other day that he would love a Superman v. Black Adam movie, but he also acknowledges that that is years down the line. So he is already acknowledging what DC has screwed up on by rushing into things. They did it with Justice League. I mean, Ben Affleck's first appearance, he fights Superman. So DC has always been go, 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 go. But what The Rock has, the grasp he has on this universe, I really like what he's doing, the patience he's willing to have. He waited 17 years just for this. So he's willing to wait a little longer. So I love the idea of this movie. I like I like a good amount of this movie, but enough of it dragged it down. But overall, I'm positive on the film. Yeah, I think that this is the kind of movie that we need to support because of how important it is for the DCEU and a fourth wall breaking, like a in a real world sense. This is the kind of movie we need to support with with the enthusiasm of the of Dwayne the Rock Johnson being a producer and having such an influence on the movie and being such a huge uh voice for the DC fans because he is a fan. He's a fan first and foremost and he wanted to tell a story that's worth a, a cinematic universe because what DC has been putting out for a long, long time has been just catch up, try to do what uh, MCU does mm -hmm. with a little bit of a twist to make it their own, but the twist never works and they just need to do their own thing. They need to focus on themselves. They need to really see what the fans want out of DC because there's so many things that they don't even touch. Like Black Adam, I think that he's a fantastic character. Shazam, I think that there are so many things that I didn't even know about Shazam. 
before the Shazam movie came out. And now there's this whole world of lore that I'm finding out from these DC movies, and I want to learn more. Hmm. They haven't delved into very much lore in the DCEU, and that's where the that's what they're missing. Hmm. This is one of those movies that's kind of hard to to hate, mm-hmm. especially because of how much passion The Rock has. Go online and look at any of his interviews with any, and he's so passionate, and you can tell the number one thing that he wants is for people to like the movie more than anything else. He doesn't care if it makes money. He just cares because they're, Coy Jandrew, obviously, he did an interview, and he is so happy that he liked it because he just wants people to be invested in DC. He wants people to be invested in him. And so it's kind of hard to hate the movie. And I went in expecting a rock movie with marginal action that my expectations were exceeded in that front and good music and they were met in that front. And that's what I got. I didn't expect much from this movie at all. And going in with that mentality, they were exceeded because I didn't expect much. And I got a little bit better than what I originally thought. Score is amazing. I've downloaded pretty much the whole thing. It's so good. The Black Adam theme by Lauren Balfe, so good. And Dr. Fate and Hawkman really did it for me. I think Hawkman's outfit, I don't really know how you make that look good. Because in everything I've seen, like the CW show, Hawkman looks horrible. That outfit, <laughs> there's a Just close The wings up. and the helmet are what The helmet do. is what really is like, it, it's hard to look at that and be like, mm, that, looks, that looks really cool, man. But no, I really liked, I really, I wouldn't say it's top tier, Mm-mm. but for a DC movie, I wouldn't even push for more films like this because it needs to have more in it because nothing in this movie really tugged at my heartstrings. The was, big emotion that I felt was like, excitement. whoa, yeah. that is awesome because of how Black Adam handled all the villains. That's what I felt. That was my big thing. It was really a... Uh, spectacle over substance and what we want long term is more substance so that that's really what was lacking for me because i didn't really i didn't connect with any of the characters the only yeah. character i really came out of the movie really enjoying was dr fate i really love dr fate in this movie he's he's a standout for me and i mean i don't know Hawkman, uh adam stopper smasher adam, adam smasher, smasher yeah, I believe, I, yeah i don't i'm not sold on any of them but dr fate was my big I yes. did like Hawkman. I grew to like Hawkman in the yep. second viewing. Um, I know that uh, I, I really like Black Adam. I loved his powers in this movie, seeing how just insanely fast. And it's it's a lot of the things that Brightburn did right and making it because Black Adam's kind of like an evil Superman or a, a whatever Superman where he anti-Superman. Anti-Superman. Kind of. Yeah, we'll say that. That's a good way. So he's an anti-Superman that has a lot of the same strengths as Superman level wise. And we get to see him on full display. And that's what you want in a movie. You can tell that uh, Dwayne was like, all right, we got to make Black Adam look epic because if we don't, this movie's going to flop. So we have that opening fight scene with Black Adam where he's just wrecking these dudes. He's throwing down helicopters. He's moving super speed. They got the, the rock music playing. And then they've got... They've got um, uh, Even that first sequence of him where he grabs that guy by the yeah, head and, and he, just disintegrates he used him. He lightning to, to just completely eviscerate this man. That's pretty cool. And he's shaking and screaming and all this stuff. And it's like, whoa, this, is, this, is, this isn't something that Marvel can do. <laughs> well, no, it's so brutal and over the top, I guess, yeah. that it was like, in a way, we haven't really seen anyone go this hard before. And that's what Black Label DC can do. Yep. Marvel cannot do that. They can't. I mean, they can try, but it's it's kiddie land compared to what DC has the potential to do because they're not owned by Disney because they don't have this reputation of being family friendly. Of being okay, you can take your five year old to see this movie and they'll be fine. Whatever, they won't be scarred for life. But if you take a five year old to this movie and show him that first scene where this dude is being just burned to a crisp, and you can see the flesh melting off of his face and all of his organs falling as as his like lower half just disintegrates. Right. That would scar a kid. <laughs> that's, and that's where DC is exceeding, in my opinion, yes. over Marvel. Because the Batman was able to be as gritty as it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get that from Marvel. I really don't understand the criticism of being like, well, Marvel needs to do that because mm-hmm. they've been telling stories that don't have that. 
arguably better than DC has. But I do want to see it more. And when I do see it, I'm invested and I'm like, all right, here's my chance to delve into this side of the comics. You know, mm. I have Marvel over here and I have DC over here. I hate the competition between the two. I, I like both. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. both equally. You need both to well, exist. equally. I know. I, I mean, I like one more than the other, but it's not a competition. So no, you don't root for DC to automatically fail or Marvel to automatically fail. You want the more good stories we can get on screen, the better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the whole competition between the two really just gets exhausting because they're so like interconnected, sort of at this point where you just want to root for the the comic book franchise to succeed. And when we come into critiquing Marvel or anything, it's really hard to critique the MCU. I mean. Currently, it is now with what they're putting out, but they rewrote cinema. They defined what a cinematic universe is. So you can only go so far when you're attacking them and saying, this is, DC can do this and Marvel can't. And they can. They can do that. And that's what we're hoping to get out of Marvel in the future. More dark and gritty stories. And Micah, I'll say this again, go watch Daredevil on Disney+. (laughs) Plus. I'll say it every single day. But... um. Yeah, that they, they can tell dark stories. We saw with Werewolf by Night that they can definitely get more violent. So we'll we'll see where that goes. But I think that Martin Scorsese said it pretty well when he said that Marvel is really just an amusement park for the viewers. And DC, I mean, yeah, Martin Scorsese wasn't 100% right in that. There are definitely yeah. exceptions in Marvel. But for the most part, a lot of it is just, all right, you get on the ride and now you go on to the next one and then the next one and the next one. And you don't stop to live in the moment of the movie. And I can see Marvel's trying to pull away from that with things like Eternals and things like Moon Knight and things like uh, Werewolf by Night. All these little things that are uh, a bit more separated from the current MCU, but will apply later in the timeline. So there are those things like that. But DC needs to focus on that long-term world building as well. They need to focus on building up characters that you'll love over the course of many movies. And did we get that with this movie? I don't think so. I think we got Black Adam uh, for sure. I think that he's going to be a loved character, uh, whether like the people rooting for the hero or if he's going to be a villain or however they're going to play him. Um, like whoever, whatever side you're on, um, the human characters aren't written well still. I think that that's still an issue with this movie. Uh, the kid, Amon, I think that's his name. Uh, I think that he wasn't written very well. I think that the mom wasn't written very well. The brother was written well. I loved his, his little electrician bit where he's like, I die from electricity. And then he just goes that was and good. <laughs> starts beating on the zombies because he has no fear of death in that moment. Um, the, the biggest problem of this movie, though, for me personally, is the ADR in this movie is bad. It is so bad. When they try to dub over the kid. Oh, when, I, I yeah, even leaned over yep. to Ben in the theater. I was like, they really did a terrible job they, with this. They, yeah, they goofed that up. That was bad. Uh, it doesn't look like how he's yelling at it all. On, on set, you can tell yeah. he's yelling. But when he's in the studio, he just kind of says it like, what are you guys doing? We got to fight. We got to stick together yeah. against these zombie guys. Come on. Like the. You did a better on set. We can see yet your your veins are popping out. Like you are saying this much louder than. <laughs> sometimes it wasn't completely on, and sometimes it was up. And then I, I'm looking in the credits, and I'm like, "All right, who's this ADR guy? The dude's name is Micah. Can you believe that? <laughs> oh man, a, a fellow Micah. Ouch. ADR man is let me down. He let me down. Yeah. But other technical things. CGI was on point. I think that music was on point. Cinematography was pretty good too. Uh, it, uh, pretty bland in color space though. I, it was a lot of grays, but it was uh, a desert place. So yeah, to me, this movie was more like a, uh, a Godzilla versus Kong type scenario mm-hmm. where we don't yeah. care. We don't care what these humans are doing. Exactly. Let me just get to the big, big bad guy and watch him fight. When that's happening, mm-hmm. the movie is really entertaining. When you're watching the monsters fight, quote unquote. It's great. I love the movie. I'm I'm there. I was there to sit and watch things go boom, and I was like, "Whoa!" Doctor Fate action sequences. Mm-hmm. His magic, dude. It was all over the place. It was a new style of strange that I really, really liked. 
for all you up boys out here saying, Ooh, what a copy of Doctor Strange. Doctor Fate was created earlier, okay? Doctor Fate was years. created before Batman. Oh, really? Yes. Dang. He predates Batman by one year. Huh. Wait, what? This is something I didn't know. That's cool. I learned this today. Well, to go off that point with the uh, with Whoa. the people to see Godzilla and, and Kong fight, I noticed that in the second viewing. I was look, I was paying attention. I was like, all right, so what are my least favorite parts of the movie? Let me pay attention to those and see if they're not as good. So the human characters are my least favorite, and then Atom Smasher and uh, Torpedo or what? Cyclone. Cyclone. They're they're my least they're one of my least favorite relationships too because it just wasn't. Uh, I, I felt like it, it was wasn't too, anything. Yeah, it wasn't anything. But paying attention to it the second time, I noticed that it was so quick and kind of painless. If you just kind of okay, we're waiting for the waiting for the monsters to fight again. So they're having a little bit of comic relief, just a little pinch of salt in there, yeah. a little bit of that, a uh, little bit of that Deadpool vibe you can see going on. Not as uh, not as raunchy as Deadpool, but. Uh, you can tell it's that bit of quick-timed humor that Marvel and Deadpool are known for. And Adam Smasher, with the costume and the eyes, it just reminded me of Deadpool. So, um, yeah, I thought that it was it was funny. It was whatever, but, yeah. Yeah, as far, as far as humor goes, it definitely, you you feel the embracement of the MCU side of things. I remember, you know, it's it's not what DC really strives on is the MCUification, but you really felt the MCU's hand on this movie with the little quips with the guys and even all the catchphrase stuff with Black Adam. That worked for me. I'm not going to lie. The end where he finally says it, tell him the man in black sent you when he rips him in half. And then rips Satan in half, dude. That's pretty cool. I I was into that. (laughs) I'm not saying it didn't work. There's definitely a formula that the MCU has that has worked plenty of times before. I'm just saying you feel them embracing that. Mm. Mm. You know, I think worked even better though is the fact that Dwayne doesn't break character for a joke. He Black Adam does not make jokes. He says things that are funny, but he doesn't make jokes. Like the sarcasm bit. The sarcasm that was good. Bit. Yeah, there was there was the sarcasm bit. There was the uh, the one liners bit. There was the um, or the catchphrase bit. There's the whole uh, good, the bad, and the ugly bit where mm. he's at a Mexican standoff with everybody. That's cool. Those are what they need to do. And that's the kind of humor that works in the DCEU because a big criticism of Marvel and kind of the meme going on right now is they make up these stupid lines that Marvel characters would say like, he's right behind me, isn't he? Or, well, that could have gone better. Or just little stupid stuff, just bad writing that isn't characteristic. Of, it, it's not something that a character would say. It's just a, something that a writer would write for a character to fill in a line to make a quick joke for the kids to laugh at. Yeah. And DC is avoiding that, and that's good. I like where the writing is going in the DC, and Black Adam is the first example for me, because I haven't seen the Suicide Squad in Justice League. For me, that works. Have you seen Man of Steel? I have. have I've seen, seen Batman versus Superman. Yes, and I've seen Dawn, uh, the Dawn of Justice uh, extended cut, too. Okay. So, yeah. What do you what do you think about those movies? I think that with those movies they weren't given enough time on screen. They didn't have so the extended edition of Batman vs Superman adds a ton. I love the extended cut way more than the original, just like how I'm sure people like the Snyder cut over the original, but I know that it's a completely different beast. <laughs> um but where it didn't work was with Suicide Squad with the extended cut because what they took out in Suicide Squad is the boring talking points. They just are walking through the demolished city talking, and that's what DC is trying to... They, they tried that for so long, the, the character interactions through talking, but really it's just telling and not showing. DC needs to move towards showing, and that's what they're doing with Black Adam. We're seeing Black Adam's powers. We're seeing his relationship with the town... We're hearing, okay, they're cheering for Black Adam. They're not cheering for the Justice Society. They're cheering for their champion, not the world's champion. They're cheering for, they're cheering against the, the people taking over their lands. You know, all this stuff. It's, they didn't tell us that as much as they showed it to us first. And I think that it's a good direction. I like it. I like it. It's something different. Mm-hmm. It's just, to me, it's not something I can relate to being mm-hmm. an antihero. And that's where I think it li- a little bit hurts because the best heroes are the ones you can feel sympathetic for and you can relate to. 
like Spider-Man does this mm-hmm. really well. You feel like you could be in his shoes. Like I, no, I don't feel like I could be in Black Adam's shoes because he's this immense, powerful being, and he's not given the humanity that is often given a level, a character of his power level. Mm-hmm. Like Superman, I feel like is done very well in the stories that he's been given, where it's bringing him down to earth and making him on our level. But Black Adam is not going to do that, and it shouldn't do that. Mm. It's just he's not going to be a character that I'm ever going to, even though I want to see him do good, it's just he's never going to be, he's never going to reach a Spider-Man level point. I think Shazam is more for that. Yes. yes. So they have, they probably have the same abilities because they're both Shazams. Yep. I'll bet that they designate each Shazam for a different kind of audience. And I think it'll work. I think it's a wide enough range of people. Uh, I know that the last act of Shazam was really quick. That was one of my least favorite parts about that movie was that it just wrapped up really quick once everybody got their powers. They defeated the final villain, and then it was credits. So um, I think that... I really hope that they improve on that in the next movie. Um, But... Shazam, uh, Shazam is different than Black Adam, and I'm g- glad that they're differentiating them. Black Adam has to be his own character. He has to be that anti-hero. And did you say that you didn't like the anti-hero-ness of Black Adam? I don't not like it. It's just not going to be something that I really latch on to. Yeah, you know? I think maybe they're going to develop that over the course of a couple Black Adam uh, showings. Uh, so in the next movie, he might be more... Uh, rebellious against the Justice Society and only being uh, biased towards the, I forgot the, Kondok, Kondok, and showing partiality, or showing favor towards them instead of whatever the Justice Society wants. Because we saw that already in this movie, where he's like, no, this is my country, this is my people, you don't get to make the rules. I make the rules, I decide what goes in Kondok, and then he made the worst decision of the movie and handed the crown over to the enemy. And... <laughs> Yeah, but it added for the plot, so it was good. MacGuffin. I agree. Another sequence that I really liked was the beginning. Mm-hmm. Despite the narration by the annoying kid, who is probably my least favorite part of this Definitely. movie, uh, I like how they treat The Rock as that you don't see his face at all. Because he's the father, but you don't see it at all. So mm-hmm. I, I knew it, but I didn't really like You didn't see it. They didn't throw it in your face at the beginning. Even when Black Adam shows up, he's hooded and masked, even though we know who it is. I just like that beginning storytelling, and it almost felt like there was more to that beginning sequence because you were able to live in certain scenes and be like, okay, he's, they actually have a conversation, and he's walking this way. I feel like there was more there. Obviously, not. The more, the more was... I feel like the Justice Society especially was something that was added in to sell this movie a bit more well you need you need something else other than black adam you need something to fill the middle area of the movie and you need something to kind of set up black adam because i remember in the movie i i think i even said this too i was like who who am i supposed to be rooting for right now who do i want to win do i want the justice society to win or do i want black adam to win i don't know yet that's a good question to have in anti-hero movies, though. I'm glad that it mm. made that question pop into your head because that means that the anti-hero is doing what he's supposed to be doing. That means that there is that conflict in you, and it's way more interesting than a boring movie like Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah, to me, the anti-hero def- the aspect definitely came, it came out of nowhere for me because, you know, I mean, even Batman in this universe kills. So it's mm. never really been a debate before it it kind of just happens right has has that been addressed before because the justice society shows up they're like superheroes don't kill this is not what we do but to me a lot of the way heroes are portrayed now on screen feels like they have no problem with killing Hmm. it depends on who it depends on who is the character first of all because i mean obviously the avengers they kill all the time there's no problem with that they get away with it because it's cgi armies Mm -hmm. but I mean, they dust Thanos right away, you know? So it's like, I guess it depends on who it is. The DC heroes, though, they care much more about it. I know that for certain. It's always like a no-kill rule. I don't know why they're going so hard on this, maybe to establish a rule and to establish a difference between the Justice Society. Yeah, establish, a, yeah, rules are good. Rules help build worlds. So if that's what they are going forward, if any 
superhero we see in the future has that rule. I'd really like that. It'd really separate Black Adam from the rest. And it's what made the Punisher so great in Daredevil because th- that dynamic was perfect. You've Daredevil not wanting to kill and the Punisher wanted to kill. So it is a perfect battle. But yeah, moving forward, I'd really like to see this more. And I'd like to see where this is going because uh, Superman... Superman's going to play into it. And you were talking about relatability a minute ago, and that's, that's always been my problem with a lot of these movies is the relate, relatability hasn't been there. Even with Superman, I've never related to Superman before until watching Superman and Lois. I have a deeper love for the character altogether, seeing him portrayed in Superman and Lois, because I think just how he's been portrayed so far, I haven't really been bought into the character yet. So... I'm I'm excited to see where he's going to be going moving forward and what they do with Cavill's portrayal and how, if it will differ at all from what we've seen, because it's been a while. It's been a while. And he's back. He is back. Today, just today, he released a video on Instagram confirming his reprisal. Yeah. He, he posted an official poster of what is soon to come, and he's thanked all the fans for their patience because I think we have... Uh, I know I am a huge fan of everything that Snyder has done. I feel like it would be a big messed up to not have him in the sequel, but to many fans, it's very divided. It's very divided. Ethan, would you want to see Zack Snyder direct a Man of Steel 2? I, so for me, I don't really, as far as Snyder goes, I don't know. I could fall in the middle. I just want the story told best as possible. I'm, Mm not really informed enough informed well enough to know what Snyder brings to the table that other directors wouldn't and would so I don't think I'm in a position to say but as far as the first man of steel goes I could take or leave it I'm not the biggest fan of that movie and I thought Batman v Superman extended cut wasn't bad I didn't mind it so going forward I know I think to me the least appealing part about Snyder coming back is the Snyder fans. I hate to say that, but there is definitely a toxicity when it comes to the Snyder fans. They've they've been known to rig polls on Twitter, and uh, we we all know with uh, the the fan favorite scene. Yeah, that was bad. That's was, a bad look, man. Yes. So they're very toxic. I myself, a Snyder fan, condemn those people. They do too. Like they've all Zack Snyder's come out and said it. Like you, you guys can't be this wacky, but it's it's the passion, man. You want to restore the Snyderverse. You want to restore the Snyder cut. But we got that, man. So it's. I mean, you've seen Man of Steel. Did you yeah. like that movie, Micah? Yeah, I liked it. I just watched it a couple years ago, I think, with my dad. We went through all the Marvel movie or the DC movies up until uh, the up until Suicide Squad extended. We didn't watch Shazam. I think we. Uh, just ran out of time, but uh, yeah. So I like Man of Steel. Would I like Zack Snyder directing a Man of Steel 2? It would be cool. Uh, I think that if they can find a better director, I think that directors are the least of their worries right now. They need a better writer. They need someone. To, they need a Feige to pull this thing together and make sure that everybody's collaborating in the right way so that they can push the story forward. And really, I don't want a Man of Steel 2 yet. I think we need to wait a couple of years. I think we need a Batman movie, uh, like a Batfleck, but I know that Batfleck isn't going to be in anymore. That's, that a, we know that's actually of. not true. No, he's well, coming he's in gonna Aquaman. In, he's going to be in The Flash. He's going to be in Aquaman. But besides that, I think that he might need a standalone movie before a, a Superman Man of Steel movie. I think that we need just more of the Justice League fleshed out. Like... We need a we need a Green Lantern revival. That's mm. what I'm saying. <laughs> now that one, I will totally agree with you. I love we Green need, Lantern. I think we can totally get a Hawkman movie. After what we saw uh, in this one. movie, I think that he he can hold up a. If we can get a Hawkeye show, we can get a Hawkman movie. <laughs> you got to look at two different beasts, though. You can get characters in any movie if you do it right. Yeah, we right. the Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. were really no names before they got their own movie and. Mm-hmm. James Gunn was the man to do that. We, so we have James Gunn. He's heading up another secret DC movie that we don't know what it is yet. So is James Gunn a man we want 
at the helm of the DC in the future or what's going on here? Well, the question we got to ask ourselves is, do we want a DC cinematic universe with an epic Marvel team up or do we want films like the Batman? So with, if we don't want a DCEU, then we should just discard Shazam altogether because I feel like that's what this movie is. It's reestablishing the DCEU. It's setting the blocks for what need, what they need to build to. And it's setting up a potential Superman black Adam meeting. I think that's what, this whole movie kind of was. It was the revival of the DCEU. Even though it isn't dead, we saw the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, which a lot of fans really love. That that has been keeping the, the world juice. And the Snyder League, Snyder Cut definitely helped. So I, uh, I think that they are going to move forward with this. But with DC, it's really hard right now because we have the CW universe, the Arrowverse going on, which mm-hmm. is coming to a close, I think. But Superman and Lois, which is separate also, is going to keep going because that I personally am a fan, and it has a lot of other fans who really like that portrayal of Superman and the family. And then you have the Batman, the Matt Reeve universe going on. So I think we just have to be ready to just bounce our minds around all these universes, and that's how it's going to be. They're going to have Matt Reeve's universe here. They're going to have... Uh, the CW verse, whatever they keep building onto that, and then they're gonna have this DCEU. So we just have to be ready for this multiverse, I guess. And there's the awesome stuff they're doing in the animated space, space too. Like the Harley Quinn show, I hear yeah. is awesome. I haven't watched the Harley Quinn show, but I know a lot of people love that. Yeah, show. Yeah, a lot of people love it, and it's reaching a different audience that maybe a male-led superhero movie wouldn't. So I think that's super cool. Uh, we got the. <laughs> Uh, DC League of Super Pets. Yes. We didn't oh. talk about that as much oh, as I would yes. love to, but this was actually Which, Black Adam's first appearance, yes, first appearance on screen because the post credit scene for that was Dwayne The Rock Johnson voicing both uh, Crypto and Black Adam and Black Adam Dog. So <laughs> did Black Adam Dog have a voice? I don't remember. Anyway, super cool. Uh, I'd love to see that scene again now that I know more about Black Adam and uh, his, his powers. And, and really is cool that the... The post credit scene for DC League of Super Pets is kind of the same as it is for Black Adam. Yeah. Because we just have a Superman and Black Adam showdown in Superman both of them. Black Adam. So they're teasing that for sure. Yeah, Black Adam and Crypto. Do we Are we going to see Crypto in live action? How cool would that be? That would be awesome. <laughs> if DC League of Super Pets was canon, whoa, and it just took place in the future. <laughs> Man. Ben's I, a fake fan. He hasn't seen Super Pets. Yeah, he's not a real yep. DC fan. Big so. fake fan. I think we're going to find out a lot about the future in the next DC fandom. Like next year when they hold their big conference. Because this year, this year is such a letdown. DC fandoms. Like, yeah, when, when is that coming out? Uh, I'm not sure. Is that, is yeah, that early? Probably or next summer. Next summer? Okay. Because um, we also have to factor in the whole reset right. that DC's going through right this now. Is, yeah, right. The company is in sham. I mean, they canceled the finished movie practically. So they're going through WB this. WB is just doing a lot of bad stuff right now. Like they're closing Cartoon Network. Pretty no, much. no, no, no. They're doing a lot of good stuff right now. In in the DC universe, they're like doing in, a lot of good stuff. In general, stuff. like they canceled the Batgirl movie. They canceled a lot of Cartoon Network in general, which is a ton of what WB gets. Like that's that's a ton. And now who knows what they'll do. But I who think it's a good ask. thing because what DC had in the pipeline was complete garbage. Hmm. I don't want to see as much like... I don't care, dude. Michael Keaton, I don't care to see his Batman again. Like maybe it's cool for other guys, but Michael Keaton is like the worst yeah, Batman. But out there. you have to have sympathy for the the Batgirl. And I do. Yes. Like that whole situation is kind of sad. That movie was almost done, just release it. <laughs> exactly. Put it on HBO Max. Even if it's bad, like they've Marvel's had some bad movies. Yeah, Not it's recently, money. But if you're basically done with the movie, just put it out. I, Put it out. Like, why not? But they had such crap down the pipeline. They had no plan. There was nothing. So now with this new leadership and The Rock involved, we'll see what happens. And next year, I feel like right now they're going through their plans. Matt Reeves is doing a lot. Mm-hmm. And what what this movie did a great job at, because they even played a Shazam 2 trailer before this movie. This movie got me really excited for Fury of the Gods. They did that on purpose, I can tell. They did, Because yeah. some people who didn't see Shazam going to see Black Adam, they'd be like, what? What? But the Shazam trailer kind of summed up 
what a Shazam is and how their powers work and kind of what that universe is. So seeing that, that's really cool. Um, but my one question I have for you guys about the future of DCU is, is Phase 5 going to be a huge beating on DC? Because we just got the Quantumania trailer, and it is insane. That is the first movie of Phase 5. You mean as far as competition goes? Yeah, as far as competition goes. Now that DC's kind of ramping up and and, and have, coming out with a movie that's kind of competent on its own. And if, if they're doing what they're doing with this reset and they just want to tell the good story, it doesn't matter. Because yeah. they just got to make sure they don't release a movie on the same day as a Marvel movie releases. Or even the same month. Yeah, really. so... Which is Com- hard to do. We're, we're back to it, the competition, because it will exist. It will exist with It fans. always does. And I know we're going to make effort to go to theaters and see both, but not a lot of people will. And I do think... Yeah, like, like Ben, he didn't go see DC League. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> and even shout out, I don't think Phil Chapman listens to these, but shout out to him. He, I was talking to him on Sunday about Black Adam, and he said, yeah, it was, it was fine. It was a DC movie, but it, it wasn't no Marvel movie. That's what he said. So mm. just Marvel has that reputation. We are excited for Phase 5. Phase 4 has been kind of a downer, but Phase 5, it's looking good. Quantum Mania looks great. Secret Invasion looks great. Guardians 3 is sounding great. So oh, yeah. The, Mar- Marvel, it DC is in a tough position when they have to square off against Marvel, and it sucks that they have to do that, but also... The reason DC is trying all this is because of the success Marvel has had. It it has brought to life. We're going to be able to watch Iron Man next week. You know that set the foundation for cinematic universes. So yeah, in our Marvel movie marathon, we're going to be able to do that. So it'll be really cool to see the start of that and see what has set the standard for this is this is storytelling. This is wide. This is how a cinematic universe works. Yeah, but another thing we didn't even talk about is what DC is doing currently with shows. So we talked about a little bit about the CW-verse, but is Sandman canon? We didn't even talk about Sandman. That show is going on right now, too. Yes. They tried to make that. A, they tried to make a little bit of noise for Sandman. I heard it was good. Yeah, I didn't it watch good. it, but I heard it was good. See, that, that's with a lot of DC, though. That's like, oh, I heard it was good. For me, I said Harley Quinn. It was, it was good, I hear I seen so it. your argument is my argument is they can nobody's going to see these. Things. Okay, they're making good stuff, but if we're we have to go unless out of our way to watch it, yeah, unless it's like a big name. Okay, yeah. Okay, what's the point, right? Yeah, because nobody's invested. That's it's, something. It's another. It's just another DC thing. Yeah, that's something Marvel's done great at is mm. taking these lesser known characters. They make you want to see making them whatever into something. things. Yeah, yeah. But DC, they didn't convince me to see Sandman because I have no confidence in that it'll make any effect on the future DCEU. With the Flash Arrowverse, I stopped watching because I was like, oh, this isn't canon, so I don't really care to watch it, and it's not like and it a 10 out of 10. And it dipped. So yeah, it, it did dip. It's also, it also I watched it like season three or four or something. I was like, eh, yeah. isn't that great? <laughs> That's how most CW shows go. Oof, kind of peters out. Yeah, but know. for uh, apparently Superman and Lois, that's a good show. But if it's not going to contribute to, sure, it'll be a good character study of Superman and yes. Lois, but it's and only being held up by the fact that it's Superman, just like with Smallville, just like with uh, other And you want to know what actually got me to watch that uh, I started Superman and Lois because of DC League of Super Pets. Yeah. When I saw that and I, I, was, I just was... So happy with Superman and being back in D.C. that it made me want to reinvest in the world that is D.C. And I heard great things about Superman and Lois. And I'm happy to be back over there because mm-hmm. when you spend all your all your time in Marvel and Star Wars, you can get a little tired. You need the balance. You yeah. need maybe the balance we need another man. Maybe we do need a Man of Steel, too, though. <laughs> Just to bring the hype back to the DCU. Put some lesser-known characters in Man of Steel 2 that matter. Just one or two. Just one, maybe two. Make it so. Villains. Yeah. Villains. Villains that are less known, that have connections to other heroes, and they don't die in Man of Steel 2. So they keep going into these other projects. So you follow these villains through. Maybe. That's just an idea I just thought. Well, the Man of Steel 2 definitely has to happen. Yeah. Or something has to happen with Superman to bring excitement 
back to that character because if I'm more excited to see uh, Scott Lang in a movie than I am to see Superman, that's a problem. That's Definitely. just that that just goes into the storytelling that Marvel's able to do right now. So bring bring an excitement back to Superman. Yeah, Marvel make him to, relevant again. If Marvel makes me watch, is able to make me watch a show about a high school girl <laughs> who has rings a for banglet uh, a banglet yeah like, uh, i mean it was a good show kind of, yeah like it wasn't the best but it was it was okay it's marvel um but that gets me hyped for a movie i would not have been hyped for which is captain marvel 2 yes. i'm hyped for captain yeah. marvel 2 now because of what they do and that's what mis- that's what marvel does that dc needs to do they need to get you hyped hooked ready to go for the next thing and as much as i hate to say it martin scorsese was a bit right about that amusement park mentality. That that's what Marvel does, and that's what Marvel does best, and that's what DC kind of needs to do, but they can't do it. See, I don't think they do need to do that. In my opinion, many of the many, if not all, of the DC projects since Aquaman, in my opinion, have been a hit. Mm. I have liked pretty much everything that they've put out. It's just that they haven't put out a lot, they haven't and been they have no plan. Out, yeah, they have Aquaman, Shazam. I can agree with the that. Snyder Cut, the Batman. Joker, I didn't like, the but Suicide people Squad. loved it. I love Joker. The Suicide Squad. Joker 2 is coming out, too. Yeah. Joker that, 2 is going to be an Elseworlds thing. Yeah, that's going to be a, a crazy Yes, from crazy what thing. I've heard. But what they've <laughs> been putting, what like a lot of DC has won, in my opinion, in terms of the quality of films that they've put out. They've course corrected. They course corrected, but they're not really trying to do anything that's like cinematic universe. They're just telling stories. For the most part, they're pretty entertaining. I feel like DC is at their best when they're not trying to force a cinematic universe on you. The best parts of Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman even is not the the extended sequence on the computer when they're teasing Flash and Aquaman and Cyborg. It's the deep introspective character studies between Mm -hmm. Batman and Superman. Like the reason we show up for the movie. It's not teasing a universe like... The problem, in my opinion, with Marvel is when they, you, the reason you're hyped for a movie is the potential of what can happen in this movie. And that's yeah. a good thing, but it's like, okay, um, who's going to possibly show up in this movie? This guy. Now I want to, now I'm invested, you know? Black Panther doesn't have any of that, you know? Mm. The world is not as hyped for it. I'm more interested in see how they're going to handle. Is that one guy with the wing? Black Panther. Well, Namor, Namor. Yeah. yeah. Namor. Namor. But I don't know. DC excels in that area of just telling a story and letting it out. Like the Batman is, in my opinion, one of the best superhero, the best superhero thing that's happened this year. And that's DC. But it's one, like that's one of the projects that came out this year. One of two or three, if you count League of Super Pets, which I'm <laughs> sure you do. But, but they don't produce all that much. And Marvel has produced so much this year. Yeah. And it's all relatively been... Not that great. Well, then, but what do you think? Do you think that they should pick one? Should they do a DCEU or should they do a standalone kind of like this character gets its own universe, this character gets its own universe? Or should they try for both like what they've been doing for the past 10 years? It depends on what you want. More artsy style films that are deep and like that can go deep into the character. Do you think DC can pull it off? DC has been pulling it off. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. DC has been pulling that off. So do you go the route that Marvel is where you kind of sacrifice the character study-ish for the grand spectacle and team up, you know? So what can they Which do Which is very much what Black Adam was. Yeah. Yes. I'm, well, I'm, I haven't said one thing for Black Adam in this point. Like, Black Adam is definitely more of a Marvel, I feel. It is. More of a Marvel movie. In that, I mean, I feel like Marvel has a bit more heart when it comes to their films, where Black Adam is more of a spectacle. But I think kind of needed. I think DC kind of needed it though for the spotlight. Hmm. I think it yeah. needed to draw a couple more people towards them. Shazam, they tried, but it wasn't as flashy as Black Adam is with its coolness Flash. factor. Flashy. There you whoa. go. Well, Flash is getting its own kind of attention and we don't want that <laughs> yeah it's getting the wrong kind of attention. yeah the like literally the worst attention you can ever have on a movie hey i want to go see it though i want to see what happens i'm interested because to see what of that carnival is over there but um 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see where they take this Ezra Miller thing and why it's so important that Ezra Miller is in the DC whole shebang thing. Uh, but as for right now, we really have no way of predicting what's going to happen. Because DC has, been a, has had a really good job of keeping things secret. There's a James Gunn movie that we don't even know about at all. And with Marvel, we had the last one we had that I can remember was Werewolf by Night, where we didn't get a confirmed name until like what September. Yeah, that like was. We we, were, we had an idea that it was going to be the Werewolf by Night comic, but we never knew that it was Werewolf by Night until almost the first trailer. I think that's because of interest levels, though. Yeah, not many people are interested in DC, so news isn't leaking every other day. Mm. Oh, except for obviously the and it Henry Cavill it, stuff. It, it maybe is, but headlines don't take off as. They don't excel like Marvel headlines do. Right. Yes. Any little Marvel headline will peak interest and little DC stuff. Uh, probably going forward now it might. It might, but mm-hmm. we don't know. And as far as superhero movies go for this year, say Black Adam is, uh, I don't know, wh- what have we gotten this year really? It's up there. It's we up have there. the Batman in March. We've had Doctor Strange, Thor Love and Thunder, DC League of Super Pets, right? And what was just released? Well, we have coming Black Panther. I feel like I'm missing something. Is that it? Is that it? Um, How many Marvel films have no, we got No, there's this one year? more. There's one more. I know there is. Got. Well, let me consult the schedule. We got Love and Thunder. Consult the schedule. Multiverse of Madness. Could be wrong. Oh. Morbius. Oh. There it is. Morbius. I'm not going to lie, man. So Black yeah, Adam. In my not, opinion, not tough competition for Black Adam. Black Adam, I'd comes say in it right beats here. every Marvel movie except Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange definitely is better, for sure. But, but it definitely it, it beats Thor, Thor, Love and Thunder, Morbius, Black Adam. Yeah, that's that's for a different podcast. Ranking all these movies of the year, but <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because I love to do that podcast where we we rank all the the superhero favorite projects movies, of the year. Maybe favorite movies of the year. There you go. We can do that at the end of this year. Exactly. That's yeah. what I want to do. So a Christmas cast. I do want to talk about Top Gun at some point. I haven't seen Top Gun. Either you gotta oh, that. You gotta watch Maverick. Maverick is good stuff. It's probably my favorite movie of the year. Mm. Like legitimately. If No Way Home wasn't out, it'd be my favorite movie of the decade. Wow. I'm telling you, man, Top decade? Gun Maverick yeah. with that good. I mean, the decade just kind of started. Okay. But. Oh yeah, <laughs> we are in 2020s, but it beats out everything everywhere. Ooh, Absolutely. everything everywhere all at once. Absolutely amazing. Top Gun Maverick is. I don't. I don't want to watch everything everywhere all at once again. I want to watch Top Gun Maverick again. Yeah, I feel like all, I could throw everything that one everywhere out. all at once is kind of a one-time experience. But anyway, that's it's a good topic. experience though. Exactly, yeah, good experience. Yes. So I would say overall, to wrap it up, Black Adam is a win. It was a I win. I would say it's a win. It Critics, was not so needed. much. It's like 44. But audiences love it. It's but at eighty-eight percent. What Dwayne the Rock Johnson cares about is that audience score, and he's—that's uh, the only one that he's matters. Been, he's been very uh, sure in tweeting that many times. <laughs> yeah, the right. audience score. So he—he's very proud of that audience score, and he should be. He should be. It's—it's it's a good audience. It's a popcorn movie. It's a good popcorn. I movie. was very surprised when I looked at the audience score. Movie finished, and I looked, and I was like ninety percent. It's high. There's that it's much high. of a gap. We need a Rotten, ep- Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll get one soon. I'm hoping we and do. And Mark Ellis. Come yeah. on. Rotten Tomatoes is wrong about Morbius, and they're wrong about Black Adam. So. <laughs> Morbius is another one that was Morbius whack. and Black Adam. We need to do a Morbius Revisited. We need to rewatch Morbius. Oh, rewatch it in the Marvel we'll podcast. Rewatch it in a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> a couple of years. Anyway, I enjoyed Black Adam. I, I did, think- too. Black Adam was a was a... Really I watched it twice. I, I really wanted to. I really want this movie to send a message to DC and say this is what we want more of: the higher quality, more fan focused stuff. Not like, it's kind of, kind of. For me, for me, I think that it's a good step in the right direction. It's it's building out their DC EU separate from what Ben loves and I love and Ethan loves the separate stuff: Joker, the Batman, uh, the Suicide Squad. CW-verse, CW-verse, mm-hmm. all that other stuff. So I'm also just happy that Henry is back as Superman. Yes, yes. Yeah. Whether you like his portrayal or not, he deserves it, man. Mm-hmm. He Superman's lo- a character. He needs to be in the big screens. And yes, 
I I prefer it to be the Superman and Lois actor Tyler, but uh, we're not we're not going to get him. So we need we need a Superman on the big screen. I am very happy that Henry Cavill is back. I love I love the guy. He's so great. So I really want to know what you guys thought of Black Adam, though. Please, if you're like, uh, please. We just told you. Well, <laughs> we told you what you think. I'm talking audience. to the I'm talking to the listener, man. I'm talking to the listener. Please let us know what you think. Instagram, YouTube, let us know what you think of this movie because I mean it's very divided. Fans are pretty like fans like this movie a lot, but I I I mean Ethan, he thinks it's pretty average. I feel like that's where kind of most people are landing on this movie, but I mean, the I uh, we didn't even talk about it, but the the fake out death with Hawkman, that was no, genuinely no. a great cinematic moment the first mm-hmm. time because it's it, it was just building to that moment we it was heavily foreshadowed and dr fate was like i know how to reverse this and then he dies dr fate dies so sad and then it's like oh no dr fate didn't reverse anything here goes hawkman and then the reveal that he's got the the helmet that yes. was great i just want to highlight yeah. that before yes we, we saw hawkman in a movie five years ago trying to lift um Dr. Fate's helmet without getting and it budges a little oh wait I'm thinking of Captain America and oh. <laughs> Mjolnir <laughs> no it would be criminal to not talk about that scene that scene was absolutely epic yeah, great payoff I think that was one of the highlights of the movie that, absolutely that saved the movie for me that yeah. scene I think that the intro of the movie with that fight scene and that end fight scene were it, it made the whole movie for me so if you gotta watch one part of the, two parts of this movie watch the end watch the beginning Set an alarm, take a nap for the middle. Yeah. Oh, come on. There are some funny bits in there, uh, but overall, overall, yeah, I think a seven is worth it. Yep. I would put it at a 7.5. 7.5? I'll agree with that. Are we giving ratings? Do it. Ethan, what would you go? Let's go six. Ethan's going to give it a zero. Six and uh, (laughs) let's go 6.3. I like 6.3 right there. All right. 6.3. There you have it, folks. That's Black Adam. I would go see this movie if I were you. If you haven't seen it yet, it's probably not worth the revisit, but you know, at least not like right away. Nah, it wasn't worth it to watch. But The Rock's got you, the passion you, you for give, it. Give it a couple months when it drops on HBO Max. You watch it then. There you go. You can do that too. But this has been the Black Adam Podcast. I am Ben Rayson. I'm Ethan Wessler. I'm Micah Hunt. And we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.